0: people this is idiots versus idiots it is a business and marketing news podcast why do hosted- you
1: say business podcast business news pod with such like exhilaration just just you just Are you this not is excited? a
0: bu- business
1: pod news like why I, do you have to be so forceful
0: i you know what i want to say two things first thing i want to say is up yours Granted. and the second thing i want to say is why do you got to give me such a hard time? <laughs> hey, we'll we're we're do this once do... or
1: twice a week. I, it's coming. You know it's coming. Deal with I it. I know.
0: Listen, I'm doing that in today, especially in the spirit of two of the most prolific, dumb, dumb vloggers that ever existed. But at the same time, marketing, branding geniuses. And these guys, these young men have figured out a very amazing thing, and that is they learned how to rebrand themselves and reinvent themselves time and time and time again. Okay, are they geniuses,
1: or are they just two-looking white kids that, so that- I'm of
0: course, I'm talking about it. The, the wider question here is, are the Paul brothers actual fighters, but the more, more interesting thing Okay, here the is... answer
1: to that question we'll get to is no, but go okay. ahead, keep going. Okay. Keep going down your path. So.
0: So here's what's interesting. Logan Paul is fighting the greatest great of all time.
1: The greatest great of all time. The, I'm the,
0: saying like Einstein was a genius and that that makes him a great, but as a boxer Floyd Mayweather is a is a better boxer. He's, well
1: no 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 no. There is a no better great. boxer. Okay? That's he's fighting, right? Let me my, my Logan Paul, right? He's fighting Logan That's Paul. Correct. I get, Danny gets on to me because I get Logan and Jake Paul mixed up all the like time. Like the
0: rest of the entire media. They look
1: very similar. Because and, and they're yeah,
0: brothers. They are brothers, they're, they're, and they're, they're
1: both, they're, you know, Whitey McWhitebread boys. Okay. and they Look, my point, though, is, 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 no, Floyd Mayweather is a boxer, probably the greatest boxer of all time. Logan Paul, Jake Paul, these are not boxers. These are kids with boxing gloves. Now, will they at some point in the future? Who knows? I mean, God only knows. Here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. Floyd Mayweather currently has the most money made for pay-per-view in history between Floyd Mayweather and Pacquiao in 2015, and we're talking $678 million in pay-per-view. What he wants is another record.
0: That's the only reason he- McGregor wasn't a bigger fight than Pacquiao was
1: not. Pacquiao, um, Mayweather, Mayweather brings in that money, right? So, so here's the thing. Go
0: ahead. They, I mean, you know, Logan Paul. Say whatever you want about him, and this kid. And I'll say this much: if I was to sit him down and give him advice, when that 2018 uh, Japanese forest, I'm not going to use the other word, video happened, and that was a drama thing. It, I, he, the biggest mistake he made was he ran away from the, the from the problem, and he said, "I'm not going to vlog for a while," and then he apologized. Don't do either of those two things.
1: <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'm not with you on the not apologizing. Look, he's not the first dumb kid that did a d- did a dumb thing, but did it in front of a massive audience, so it it's a much bigger deal yeah, than mean, if somebody else did
0: it, right? That, so. You- I- you're, you're not wrong, but let's get to the fighting part of it. Here's why I think they are legitimate fighters. First of all, these I mean, these kids are not beach bodies. They are legitimately These They're jacked. Sure. Okay, that's number one. Number two, I believe Logan was eligible to become a Division I college wrestler. He didn't. He went to school on an engineering academic engineering scholarship. I believe that's correct. Here's what I'm saying despite what anybody wants to think about them and their ability, their, what I think is a genius ability to reinvent themselves, I think they are prolific marketing geniuses and um, they are multi-talented kids. I think also for a, young, a generation of young men, they should be looking up to these two guys going they figured out how to get paid. Logan Paul will lose this fight for Eight figures, according to someone on his podcast. Yeah, they
1: they want this to be again. Mayweather wouldn't be taking this fight if he didn't have a shot to make more money than he did against Pacquiao, and yet again make the most money in pay per view history. But let me let me let me adjust to what you just said. Let me just interject
0: this one thing. Yeah, go ahead. Logan Paul is drastically larger than he is.
1: Okay, okay. But that doesn't matter when you're talking about somebody like Floyd Mayweather. It, I it, know, it, it but I'm just saying it one just doesn't oops, matter.
0: Okay, one oops. If he's not paying attention for ten seconds, he can get snapped in the face. People
1: the face. have been making that argument forever, right? Uh, but but let me go back. Look, I, I I disagree that Logan and Jake Paul are great at uh, reinventing themselves or even great marketers. Okay. I think what okay. they I do agree, however, with your second statement, which is young people should be looking at them to learn what did they do they they got they they were two good-looking young guys that got out there and once they started learning and stuff like that or they started producing these videos and got big they rolled with the punches they learned very quickly they were very nimble they kept going kept going kept going until they did something really stupid and then guess what he still came up the other side making more money and he came out the other side as an adult with tens of millions of dollars in the bank, and goes, you know what? What's a hobby that I can get into? Right? He gets into boxing. Now you're right. These are two guys that have. You're right. Are, are right they're, they're they're out there working as boxers learning to box but they had tens of millions of dollars how many boxers do you know that started out with tens of millions of dollars to be able to pay guys to come in and teach them how to box and teach it they're starting with tens of millions of dollars not the other way around they didn't come up through the ranks they didn't you know what i mean they're not out there doing these little bitty fights and they moved up to bigger fights and then no they are and to your marketing idea this is about money this is not about yeah. boxing. This is not about Jake or Logan Paul knocking anybody out. That's a byproduct. This is marketing, good old fashioned. People will pay because here's what I think: Logan Paul came out the other side of what we were just talking about. People, it, we see it in wrestling. Uh, for you wrestling fans out there, you got to have a good guy and you got to have a bad guy, right? Logan Paul but, currently is playing the bad guy that everybody wants to see his ass whooped, right? So I, he's, I
0: disagree i think that's jake paul jake paul is the villain and he stepped into that role he's calling everybody out dude called out the soon-to-be former president and soon-to-be current president i mean but to his credit here's what i will say is he figured out all right if i'm going to be the villain and his villainization is partially just he wrote his brother's coattails into being a villain he doubled down on it. I think that's smart as all
1: daylight. I, I, I'm sorry. Sure. I think that is smart as all get. No,
0: I'm just, listen, I think it's a really good exercise in understanding that if you, like, you don't have to have that one thing that you do forever. You no. can build one thing. Because, like, they started out on Vine and the app disappeared. And there are a lot of people who's enti- who built entire careers And I will say I think they fell, you know, ass backwards into a career on the internet selling a knickknack or being a reply guy to someone who's now banned off of Twitter or what have you. And when that when that inciting incident for them gets gets taken away, they don't know how to survive.
1: Well, but don't you know? Don't you don't you see that? Or in my opinion, Jake is still writing Logan Paul's coattails boxing so. again you know what i mean whatever look but he's logan become paul a better boxer gonna, logan paul is going to is going to fight floyd mayweather they're going to get paid yeah. mayweather's going to just pummel the guy and then but jay paul is currently calling out mma fighters and this other right. kind of stuff and 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 nobody's paying attention to him he's trying to get a fight with with mcgregor right again i don't payday. think mcgregor's
0: going to happen no, i mean no. it might it depends on how much money they throw at mcgregor because Guy's seeing some, like, he's having some trouble back in Ireland with his various... Just well, being and Conor he's already record.
1: shown he'll do things for a paycheck, hence his Why fight he? floor with Floor with, right?
0: Um, that's the whole point of this, is, like, get paid, bro. Oh. <laughs> Let me say this, though. It, you know, he did get... Uh, ben Askren did accept a fight, but they never... Fought. There's no formal... Uh, there's never been a formal announcement if, if they will fight. But I, I just think, like, what oh. I'm trying to drive at is... I don't think they're, we shouldn't give them too much credit. We shouldn't give the Paul brothers too much credit, but we got to give them some credit. They are legitimately training to fight. They are not, because a lot of uh, lesser known, and I'll I'll say this much, I'm too old to care as much about YouTubers as I do. (laughs) There are lesser known, I shouldn't say lesser known, but a lower status tier, like a tier four, a D class YouTuber, that try to ride the wave of boxing, YouTube boxing, because people just ride waves. YouTube has a trend. Pranks were a huge trend. Sure. People jumped on that. Vlogs became a trend. People jumped on that. They jump on trends, but these guys blaze trails. Look, and and again, I
1: agree with you in that they have done some awesome things. They have made a lot of money. Do I agree with all the ways that they've made that money? Would I want my kids to follow in some of their footsteps? You know, no, I don't agree with a lot of the ways they've made money. And no, I don't want my kids to follow in some of their footsteps.
0: Okay, so Jake Paul did do some sketchy, less than reputable things to make money. Okay,
1: I'm, I'm lumping them in together. They they are yeah, obviously in, well, and but that's the way business goes. They, they so, like, are one the One thing Paul I will brothers. say to their
0: credit is they created, I don't know if they did this on purpose or it was just natural sibling rivalry. They created a rivalry between each other to the extent where I, like I was talking to a friend who was, he's like, yeah, like there's legitimately in our, at my kid's uh, middle school, there's a low gang and then the Jake Paulers. I mean, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> suburban children try to join a gang but whatever but the point is i think they like i, I think uh one of the guys on on big paul's podcast which is a huge podcast and logan paul sorry now i'm doing it
1: now you're doing it yeah yeah
0: uh-huh um he said you know because he has a co-host mike and i think it was something like 30 million dollars in merchandise they did right Okay. So, I, listen, that's huge. That's a big number. They, that's one year. He did recently, he did a million dollars in sales in one day. That's Logan. I, look, and,
1: and you're doing something right if you're if you're putting up those kind of numbers, right? And that's the part that I'll give to anybody that accomplishes something like that, is you're obviously, you're accomplishing that. Now, again, right. I can agree or disagree with how you're doing it, But that's the way it is. And I don't want to come off across on this podcast like I'm some, you know, I know it all about boxing or MMA or or whatever else. I don't. It's not – to me, honestly, boxing has been a dying thing for years, right? Yeah, and that's
0: also one of my other points is like boxing was dying, and the only time I got re-interested – I've been an MMA guy for a long time, 15 years, right? Because I, I did karate when I was younger and skinnier and in better shape. Hey, Chuck and Liddell,
1: Chuck the Iceman Liddell, big time fan. Big. I'm a time. huge fan. But go right? ahead.
0: I love the violence. I love blood sport. What can I say? I'm a normal man. So uh, I'm just saying that my interest in boxing, because MMA was so much more visceral, right? It was. Sure. My only my interest in boxing uptick because of, and it's I think the only interest that we're gonna have or see. Going forward in boxing is these huge names. I paid an ungodly sum of money to watch Logan Paul fight um that British YouTuber. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a dumb fight. I paid way I, too much I, money for it.
1: Well, be you knew it was gonna did you ever see that movie in the nineties It was made um called uh The Great White Hype? It no. had um uh one of the Wayans brothers, the bald okay. Wayans brother uh and then another actor of the time and it was essentially a a glaring thing of racial tensions you had this uh the damon wayans right played the black boxer that was beating the crap out of everybody he was the the king and then they they're like look people aren't paying money to see him beat up other people all the time so let's just find the one guy that beat him one time in the minor right in his first fight or something like that he was a rocker guy hasn't you know, box sense yeah. and they called him the great white Hype. They gave him the Irish. He was an Irish flag. Right. And all this kind of stuff. And they just, they, they pitted, right. This angle of, he's the only person that ever did. And through this one guy training or whatever, Damon Wayans gets his big belly or whatever. So he ends up fight. you know, ends up getting the championship and he's got this huge belly on, you know, his tiny frame. Right. Right. And goes to box this guy and just ends up knocking him out. But that's my point. This is boxing has become now it's always been a spectacle. Right. But it was a sport at one point. I don't know that boxing majorly is still a sport that is respected like it was once. I think it's become a show like, and I agree with you that these are what's going to—these these pay-per-views, you're not paying premium money for pay-per-view off of whatever, whoever's names yeah, the top five they, boxers are that are 20-something years old right now in the world. You're right. going to pay to see Floyd Mayweather at 43 years it. old. By the way, I told you I was going to show this graphic for you just because you say he is bigger than—Floyd Mayweather, 43 years old, uh, Logan Paul, 25. And yeah. this is what people want to see now. Thirty years ago, nobody would have wanted to see this fight. The boxing purists, nobody would. Wait a minute, you're talking about a guy that has
0: uh, Logan Paul wouldn't have been born thirty years ago. So, well, but
1: that's my. I'm just saying in boxing in general. Yeah, yeah, right? I know what you mean. yeah. As far as what I'm, boxing I'm giving you was, a hard
0: time. Yes. Are you familiar with humor,
1: dude? Floyd met May- fifty wins. Yeah. Zero losses. Okay. Right. This is yeah. not a match that in, in 10 years ago, 15 years ago, Anybody 20 years ago would have ever happened on the face of the planet and nobody would have watched it, but in today's world of marketing and boxing become a show, it will probably be the largest pay-per-view event in history.
0: So, you you're 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 correct and I'll just I'll end this story on this one note. My issue is people are not maybe they're not legitimate boxers yet, but they are absolutely legitimate athletes. Do we know that either?
1: I again I think so. they look the part. I'm not disputing that, okay? I mean, but what has either one of these kids their kids mm-hmm. what have either one of these kids done? Now if I if I was
0: if Big I Paul was, knocked out that ball player, I forget his name I don't
1: get, my head. again, ball player, not a boxer, not a fighter, not a no. whatever. Here's the point the point I'm making is show me anything that either one of them have done on any sport field, football field, soccer field, basketball court, wrestling arena, you know, what have either one of them done that would allow you to say anybody playing in the NFL is a good athlete. Even if they're on the PM. bench, they're a good athlete. Right. They made it to the NFL. Right. You see what I'm saying? What have either one of these two guys done that you could say they're they are they're a good athlete?
0: Um, Logan Paul was an all American wrestler in high school.
1: Oh well, so is a billion other people.
0: Okay, nah, not in Ohio, dude. Ohio's a very
1: competitive. <laughs> I, I I know nothing about Ohio res- high school wrestling.
0: Oh, neither okay. do I, but I just know that that and then they were and then Logan was trained for the KSI fight by Shannon Briggs, which is not a joke of a boxer. No, again, they're
1: getting the best training because they are millionaires when they started. I, I agree with you. And guess what? Almost uh, most people can become good at something if you can afford right. the best people to teach you.
0: Yeah, because the, there was—
1: Because I'd they're going to teach that. you how to be a decent boxer, yeah.
0: right? So, I mean, I guess—who who was it I was going to say? Uh, I Forget if the actor who, like, just got yoked for some role. He, he was a Pakistani guy. I forget if this up um is a former he's a comedian and he oh got yeah yoked. yeah he's
1: going to play in the new uh MCU the new Marvel yeah. cinematic universe he's got a role and he did he got yoked he he's played on so, and he stuber he like, played Liz- in stuber with the, uh the guy from yes, Drex. Yeah, yeah. um he what else did he play and he's got a lot of auxiliary like you said yeah. comedy
0: roles and what's interesting is he said like the only reason he and he's maintained his size and this has now become a controversy because they're like you're just unattainable. He's like, yeah, it's unattainable because I have the largest studio in the world paid for me to get the best trainers, the best dietitians. Mm-hmm. The A chef is, to make
1: his meals every day. You know what I mean? Exactly. All day, every day to do nothing but, but work out and train all day, every day. That That's was like, why it was, it was, it
0: was his job. Anyways, do you want to finally get off of this story and talk about something else?
1: Well, you know, people probably find this interesting, other than the fact that two things I have zero respect for the Logan or for the Paul brothers as mm-hmm. athletes and okay respect as, for them as marketers. Is that, uh-huh. I mean, is that pretty clear, right? Okay. Like, that's...
0: how about I, I'll, I'll hit up Logan, I, ha- I, I have his phone number. And y'all can just foot race down the street. And we'll see there who's a better no athlete. There is no foot race,
1: okay? You might be able to outrun me, but you can't outrun the chair I throw at you. That's, that's
0: just not possible. <laughs> okay. So I... um, who's turning it into wrestling now? <laughs> so, in in a very interesting turn of events here, um, and this has a, there's a personal aspect to me as well, um, I'm somebody who's highly concerned about the use of Big corporate apps that are dragging my data, scraping my data. After putting out a terms of service update, Facebook owned WhatsApp, uh, saw a drastic decline in users and apps like Telegram. I think Telegram had 25 million downloads. And so did Signal. And here's what's interesting. There was a no-name, I think it was a pink sheet stock, with where the company had one employee. It didn't sell anything. It had no sales.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, signal signal, authority or authorized, Some, something yeah, like that. Yeah, like so... Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so, so it, A pink sheet, no-name, just because it had S-N-G-L as the stock ticker name.
0: And I think it, it, it saw a $50 million increase in market cap because people were buying the stock. Not... Mm-hmm. And the people who bought it and lost money, let me just tell you something, you deserve it.
1: Well, of co- look, in there, not defense, but you should really, anything you do with your money, you should make sure you know what you're doing. But yeah. look, we've talked about this before, how influencers and when i mean influencers we're talking about elon musk in this situation and i'm only calling him an influencer not like we talk about social influencers he's an influencer in the way he has a large audience so when elon musk says something which several times in the last couple of years he's been even uh with his own company if he if elon musk sends out a tweet and says hey new th- thing coming out tomorrow that's going to be an in influx his, his, stock his own stock shoots up if he right. mentions a company in a tweet their shock their stock shock you know shoots up so this situation you had him mention this what you're talking he just about said,
0: he just said use signal which is what i use so my But extending- it's a non,
1: it was created by a nonprofit company, not a publicly traded company. People went and out and they found Signal, right? And then thought that it was that they were investing in the right thing. But I, I'm gonna correct you something you said in the very first part of this. When WhatsApp changed its terms and conditions, it did not see a huge dip in usage. It's actually still leading both of these other platforms. What it did what it did what you did see is a lot of people downloading signal. And these other apps instead, so it didn't. Well, see a, WhatsApp didn't see a, a dip in provider. You know right. what I mean?
0: They didn't see a dip in usage, but there is uh, ancillary data um, from other from people who have already said like, because like WhatsApp is a ubiquitous chat app, right? Right. So there's a lot of people who are like, it's going to take a minute for them to. Well, like, look, okay. most
1: terms and condition changes and privacy changes and stuff, Ooh. and we should clarify, the, 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 what they updated their privacy terms to be is we all know that Facebook acquired WhatsApp. You and I yeah. talked several episodes ago about how we thought ultimately Facebook was going to aggregate this data from different platforms that it had purchased, and that's exactly what the privacy terms change was was they're they're rolling your data up to Facebook, right? That's what changed. Um,
0: Go ahead. What's interesting, too, is they came out with a blog post, like, saying, we're just talking about when you're talking to corporations. And then someone went through the terms of service and said, "Uh, no, it also means, like, your terms also are saying even our chats between normal people. So here's how it impacts me personally. My extended, very loving, fantastic extended family has a WhatsApp group. Now I don't want to participate because I really don't care. (laughs) The volume to which I don't care cannot be measured on any human scale. (laughs) And I just on principle don't use WhatsApp. I use Signal. I chat with a lot of my friends over Signal. A lot of us have replaced our normal texting with Signal. And if you're one of these people who, like, you know, uh, half of my friends are iOS people, the other half are Android people, the cross-platform app, we really like it. We all use it. Um, it's endorsed by uh, Edward Snowden. So we believe in the technology. It's open source, yada, yada, yada. Sure. This terms of service update, my family now has switched over the signal.
1: See, but they... Did they do it because of the terms and service, or did they do it because you told them to because of the terms and service?
0: Would I tell them to join the app that I'm using when the whole point of me not using their app is that I, get not, I don't have to participate in their dumb dialogues? The whole point is I don't have to participate.
1: Well, but no, my point is is, is would your family have known that A, there was a policy change— and B, would they have changed had you not been there to say, hey, there was a policy change and hear it how it affects you?
0: I, I didn't bring it up to anybody. I think it was basically like one of my uncles is recently retired and now he's paying attention to the news. It popped up somewhere. And enough people, you know, enough of its other friends are like, hey, we're gonna use Signal and then we're closing this one group. So yeah. I, I think it was just it was one of those things where enough people because I was, I was on the Signal train a long time ago. I also use Mark Cuban's app, Dust. Um, I prefer Dust, actually.
1: See, now um, look, again, signal. I'm a dinosaur. I'm, I'm Generation X. I'm a generation before you. I, I, I have a hard time you, with the specifics of all of these different types of chatting apps. Because everything that you do on these platforms... With the exception of each one has its little niches. We talked about creating groups and stuff like that that can't be done with Google messages, texts, good old-fashioned text messages, right? I can create a group. Can I tell you some of the differences? Well, and we can absolutely go through those. But my point is is if I don't need those differences, right, like that unique feature, I don't need that app. Right, I have something that can already do it, and and that's where we now have a marketplace of hundreds of apps that do the same thing, but might do one thing better. Right, right. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in our next, uh, in one of our, in one of our stories um, later on uh, in this episode. But you have these, and look, competition is good. Right, it drives competition, drives the market if you can get that niche, that thing that actually makes something better, I've yet to find an app that does anything for my needs much better than Google Messages, than a regular chat app.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, Google Messages is specifically talking about, it's it's actually just a Android to Android enriched messaging thing, and here's the difference. If I'm Chatting with someone on my phone who has iOS, who has an, who has an iPhone. Sure. Um, and we try to send each other a video. It's going to shrink that video, and it's going to come out across pixelated and garbage. Absolutely. And for people who are concerned about, and you should, there's nothing wrong with or paranoid about being concerned with the government seeing your conversations. Okay. Because we know. <laughs>
1: that saying there's nothing wrong with it is a strong term. Should you be aware of things that you are doing? However, we also live in 2021 where nothing that you do, whether it's on WhatsApp, whether it's on signal, whether it's a, nothing is 100% private. It it does not exist in 2021.
0: You're not wrong. Okay. Okay. Um, and I don't disagree with you. And the argument has been made to me, like they already know everything about you. Yeah, I know, but why would I make it easy? No, like and I'm I the agree kind of that. guy. I- I'm the kind of guy. If the alphabet boys roll up and they're trying to sequester me, uh, legitimate or not, I'm going to give them heck. Man, I'm going to give them hell. I'm not going to let them. Even if it's legitimate, okay, I'm going down. <laughs> So I, I'm just saying they could just be like, "You didn't pay taxes." Like I don't believe in it. It's stealing. Taxation is theft. Get out of my
1: house. And I, don't I, know you. I am down with you from that standpoint. But we also so, live in a, a one-check terms and condition world, right? How many people? If I lined up a hundred random people from right. whether it was Facebook or Signal, right, or anything else, and said, out of that hundred people hand on a bible if you believe in that thing how many yeah. of people actually read the terms and conditions that they of the app that they zero. selected Mo- it would be zero it would be 1% yeah. of 1% I am one of those crazy people okay, okay. but it's still my point is, is I am 1% of 1% so in a world that we live in that we gave up our personal data decades ago this is not a new thing Yeah. I think something like ago. this is it, it's a blip like it's a blip. Yeah.
0: So I understand where you're coming from. And the average person, and when I say the average person, I think about my extended family. I have one cousin who's kind of on the same wavelength of like, hey, we need to use open source. We need to use. I even despise the fact that we use Zoom to make this podcast. I wanted to use Jitsi, which is the preferred alternative. It's open source and it's double end encrypted. But you know, I'm working with, like he said, a dinosaur. A he's like, oh, double encrypted
1: for a video that he's uploading to YouTube, folks. Did that's you hear what he just reason. said? Double encrypted for something yeah. he's going to put on the Internet anyway. It's,
0: it's it's encrypted on both ends. That's what I mean. So what I'm pointing, that's the only reason why we're doing this on Zoom is because we're going to put it on YouTube. So what difference does it make?
1: right well look i i think it's important I, the part to get out of this this story i think is to again bring it back to business and marketing and things that we talk about is is it's important a to pay attention to what companies that you are using whether it's partnering with or in this case free services that you're using to understand what they're doing with their data that is really you should know In 2021, if you don't, just spend a little bit of time learning about how they use your data. Two, that this this also shows you how companies like this get away with it. Because as I said, I thought it was a very important distinction to say that they didn't lose business as of now because of this because they knew that they wouldn't. Does it create a, a bigger market for com- for companies like Signal and these other ones? Absolutely. I mean, Signal was downloaded the most it's ever been downloaded in a 24-hour period after the difference in terms of conditions. But that was still only 800,000 users, right? And that was their biggest day. So does it mean more business for them? Absolutely. But WhatsApp knew when it did it that it was 1% of 1%. That it's going to affect their business minimally in the long run, and what they get out of it from the Facebook aggregate side is tens of millions of dollars.
0: I I, I hear what you're saying. I'm just postulating that the consumer of the future, not the boomers, not the you know Gen Xers, no, the not Gen Gen Zs, even the old-
1: the Gen Zs, not even millennials, the Gen Zs.
0: Yes. I think they're a more security-focused and conscious. Consul- they're going to be, I think so. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I. But all well, of these we'll idiots see. are giving
0: their stuff to the Chinese Communist Party via TikTok. So.
1: I, I, well, but that's what I mean. We'll see. I mean, you never know about generations until they get to the gener. You know, we're just now learning really what. Your generation, the millennials, really are what all, what they're about, right? You have to become adults and start forming an identity to really learn what a generation is about. Gen Z behind y'all, um, you know, and then what is it, the alpha after that, I think, is the generation after that it will see i don't know that they are because like you just said TikTok is the highest social media platform for gen z right now yeah. and that is nothing but giving your data to china uh you know what i mean because that's where that company comes from and that and mm-hmm. they are signing those terms and conditions all day long are they more aware of the environment yes are they more aware of their safety and security i i don't know about that one I also think you can sell that generation on – they'll be really the first full generation that grew up in an environment where their data is being aggregated from zero, right? Their data is being aggregated from their parents buying their infant clothes and their – you know what I mean? What colleges their parents, you know what I mean, are fans of and the the NFLs they're fans of and whatever and how that – how do you market to somebody that you have that much data on? Yeah. I think it's going to change marketing for the future. I think niche marketing for you is an, – and that's how they're going to sell it to them. Oh, by the way, yes, yeah. we're impinging on your data, but you realize that I'm only going to show you what you want anyway.
0: And listen, that from that angle, I don't care about anyone having my data because I'm conscious of what I'm putting up on plates. Where I'm more concerned, and I think that's where the concern arises, is when the government goes, uh, "Hey, Facebook, we want to know what X and Y Z group said about having a protest somewhere." Not talking about a specific event. I'm not talking about anyone who's wearing horns or sat in the seat. I also'm not talking. About not being, you know. Right right, so. right, right,
1: right. I got you. I got. See, I held back. I held back, Danny. I held back.
0: And But what's interesting is some of those people went to Telegram and also found out that Telegram is going to, um, not they're not going to read their data, they're going to delete their groups, though. So I think open source, and here's my hope, is that open source, and as we have younger and younger people, where programming just becomes, hey, do you have a laptop? Do you have a tablet? Like, everyone has a laptop. It's going to become more and more ubiquitous. And as it becomes more and more ubiquitous, more and more people will have the competency to go, uh, let me just put the source code on boomman or source code on sure. some open source thing and look at what they're tracking and so I think I think this and this is and here's me being an optimist about the
1: here's piece. Danny going globalist go ahead
0: I'm not what <laughs> are up yours
1: um,
0: I am talking about.
1: That's what open source means. But go
0: ahead. It's go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Talking to you about technology is like trying to explain to someone from 1900 how an iPhone can take a picture. Okay, I was putting
1: a computer together that's half your height when you were still in diapers, brother. Okay, so you go ahead. I put
0: computer. Yes. Okay. Fine. A hundred years ago, my brothers and I. Um. I, I'm optimistic about the future of open source and its widespread adoption mm-hmm. because of things like this.
1: I agree. And, I agree.
0: And as someone who is, like I've said before, an anarcho capitalist, a voluntarist, or whatever, I'm um, a libertarian anarchist type of person. I do see a future where people go, my data is important enough that I'm not um, a, a, a government via a private company acting as a surrogate have my data. Yeah. And data privacy. And so anyways, to round this out, I think the future for open source is so bright. And I think that more and more consumers, if you're someone out there starting a business, I know someone who owns a lab franchise, a, a, a retail lab franchise where you can go get dose Equis testing. Mm-hmm. And he was ta- talking to me about, Because at some point in time, my doctor thought I had the Dos They were wrong. I didn't. Um, And I was uninterested in getting testing because I'm not participating in any sort of the health department's going to give you a call and let you know what whatever I'm not participating. And
1: again, this is well after you and that, your brain, the way it works, not that the yeah. government is there to, hey, hey, you is there for your protection, but it's they're out to, no, they folks, out to get you. No, folks, Danny, you yeah, might as well be wearing a tinfoil hat. OK, right.
0: No, okay.
1: yep. we're all here to help each other. That's right. what we're about. But go mm-hmm.
0: ahead. Right. Um, and Jeffrey Epstein, totally not a conspiracy that turned out to be true at all. Right. Um, anyways, the point is, he said, well, you know, we fit into a set of guidelines where we don't have back reporting. I'm like, okay, so the way you pitch your services, we provide private. Go he's testing. And he's like, it's legal because we fit into whatever, you know, guideline. Yeah. And and because people are paying, so there's free tests that whatever government or whomever is issuing and, or a company is issuing – um, so you can drive up to a Walgreens what have you and you know, other testing sites so we're private and so if you pay for the test we don't we don't submit it anywhere and he he says legal I was like well somebody that told me that I might have pursued testing and uh, i think that's so i think that's interesting and if you're if you're a business owner i it find is, it
1: interesting that you would allow anything to stand between you and healthier living or or whatever the fact that look i i i don't care if i can okay. get on the list for a dosecis vaccine and yeah. they want my blood culture snot mm. test what my junk looks like i don't care mm. put me on the list all right they already okay. have all the information anyway so the fact that you would let anything stop mm-hmm. you from doing what is best for you and your family insane so- to me
0: in this particular scenario, all the doctor told me was if it comes back positive, there's nothing we can do. Just lock yourself in your room. Like, okay, there's no point. Just lock yourself in your apartment. And I was like, all right, well, I can do that already. And He's it doing out,
1: that already, folks. Right. I'm but anyway, saying, go
0: ahead. I'm saying that it turned out that my appendix had popped and because I couldn't yeah. get a physical exam anywhere. None of this is the point. The no. point is, <laughs> do you think, big man, that college is obsolete?
1: Well, you know what? That is our next story. And uh, colleges, I here's what I'll say about colleges. I You know I have three boys, 13, 12, and 12. So colleges, obviously, my wife and I have had several conversations about college and stuff like that. And, and I've felt this way since I was, I grew up in the generation partially before college was for everyone. And then while college was for everyone right you know what i mean so i have a unique perspective from that and and i would think from 2021 going forward i think anybody that is graduating well really in the last couple of years moving forward i think as a parent and as a person if you're listening to this and you're that 18 19 thinking about college or even 30 or 35 thinking about college educate yourself to what that means for you and the cost of that and weigh it towards your goals because we got out of this in the 90s when everybody should go to college and student loans and we all know it's the student loan debts and yada yada we got into this that everyone should go to college and the prices of college have increased hundreds of times over in that same time period and you the dollar amount you get saddled with for your degree and what that degree holds for you as far as income everybody needs to weigh that equation should doctors still go to the college absolutely should lawyers still go to college absolutely we're not talking about that we're talking about should you go get a bachelor's degree in sanskrit a ten thousand year old dead language right just to say that you have a bachelor's degree i think the myth of bachelor's degrees just open more doors to you is a thing of the past you know elon musk came out this week and said he doesn't even care if you have a high school diploma to work in his factories, to work on some of his artificial intelligence stuff. He wants you to have X, Y, and Z skills. And if you have X, Y, and Z skills, come work for me.
0: Yeah, and he's, he is one of, and he's the precipice for us talking about this, but he is one of several entrepreneurs, several huge companies. Google being one of them, Google now issues a certificate in their own program. I think the program is three or four, $500 in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. I think it's six months. And they find that to be equivalent to a bachelor's degree. Now, here's me. I'm, I'm a pretty anti university guy because, you know, university and education are part of the leftist cabal known as the cathedral. And, um, you know, if we, I'm not, I'm not going to dive into how the government inflated a system while at the same time encouraging young people to go take out debt. Um, You know, that some of these kids, you know, some of these these people are my age will probably never be able to pay off some of this debt. And the incoming president was part and parcel of making sure they can't file for bankruptcy. Now, you're creative and you believe in yourself you can reorganize your debt onto various credit cards, file well, from bankruptcy that way. But that might be immoral, and you probably that shouldn't would be, do that. Yeah, a
1: scam is what that would be. But look, <clears throat> yes, you are right. Now, the argument to the opposite side of that, and I hear people making this argument, is that I have a friend of mine. She is a lawyer. Um, she, she didn't know when she started college that she was going to be a lawyer ultimately. Wait, she do ended, I know this lawyer? What's that?
0: Do I know no, this lawyer? Don't.
1: No, 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 okay. no you don't. But the, the point is, is she ended up spending more than a decade in school to ultimately find her calling, which was end up going to law school or whatever. So she ended up getting a normal law degree from a prestigious law school here in Texas by the way, but 200 grand, yeah plus in student loan debt because she went to school for so long before she even got there. Now, yeah. does the argument is she, every year when she signed up for student aid, and signed up for those student loans she is an adult she knew what she was ultimately doing she knew ultimately what her balance was gonna be right at the end of the day whatever so the argument on the other side is yes they are saddled there's an entire generation saddle with student loan debt right did they get into that student loan debt with open eyes they are adults now again I'm not even saying I agree with that because I think you're right it, it is holding especially millennials it's holding them back from moving forward of buying houses buying cars moving out from their parents houses being financially dependent especially when you combine that with wages have definitely lowered for paying jobs even with certain degrees and stuff like that
0: but that is a net effect of um when the college degree made you unique to employers you got more money but you know there's that scene in Incredibles, the original one, where, where the villain goes, well, if everybody's an incredible, nobody's an incredible. If everybody's right. a super, nobody's a super. So the more people who got degrees and the more universities, and we saw this influx of like schemy, scammy universities opening up. Mm-hmm. And because if there's a market there, people will go there and, and, and participate in providing the service. And when you said about law school, I have a couple of lawyers in my family and they'll tell you, unless you're going to an elite an elite law school that has at least a half dozen firms that recruit directly from the law school, and if you're not going on a scholarship, don't bother. If you're paying out of pocket, don't bother going.
1: Well, but again, that changes over time. That's the thing about jobs, right? At one point, lawyers mm-hmm. were in high demand, and their pay went up, and it made that—that's why I say you have to weigh your—what that— gives you that degree gives you and basically during the same time frame they also created degrees that have yeah. nothing to do with nothing right because it wasn't about getting you ready for a job or the workforce it was about tuition 160 hours of tuition yeah. and, and give you a degree and i have my own issues with that i don't believe there should be college degrees that don't prepare you for the workforce if you're going to that, colleges are going to charge you tens of thousands sure. if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to college they should prepare you for a job
0: And i think that is there is a divide in the the basic principle of what is university for now, if you tell me university is to go have an experience, it goes there. You're going there to just learn how to learn, blah, 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 learn. That's one thing. And then I'm saying, yeah, but you don't gotta pay that much money. You and your buddies can go to whatever city and rent a house, and it, it turned into the culture of it turned into something different. And I think, and listen, I'm a person, I am all about I'm a self learner. You have to be somebody who is constantly learning. I think the biggest problem we have is the existing system of education does not prepare children for the future, mm-hmm. and it does not prepare them to learn how to love learning and how to be a lifelong learner.
1: And see, that's the difference to me. I am not—look, I, I look, people sometimes get, based on my opinion, they think I'm against education, I am 100% for lifelong learning and lifelong education. But that doesn't I can mean be you're against our K-12 and college system without being against education.
0: So I am 100% in the same boat as you in the sense that I am 100% for lifelong learning. But I'm against schooling, right? And, let's, and, and from the business perspective, let me put it to you and tie it into this other story. If, if you're sending your kid to university because you're hoping that they come back with some sort of marketable skill, the Paul brothers have tens of millions of dollars between the two of them. Mm-hmm. I would guess $50 million net, in net worth. College and high school dropouts, okay? Right. And we are seeing as the internet grows that freedom to earn a living. I know so many people making they're not making millions. They might be making 70 dollars $90,000 a year with a micro-business where they have a VA in the Philippines. A side hustle or whatever. Whatever. I know guys who, you know, they went from working at Starbucks, put together a side hustle while they were working at Starbucks, and they picked Starbucks because Starbucks offered the best health care for part-time employees. And they built a business cleaning windows, doing something. So the thing is, if you have a kid and I was one of these kids and my parents later started to understand me better as a young man and as an adult were like, okay, shoving everyone into the university system is not an effective, it it worked for a brief period of time. There was about 10 years in the early, like from, I would say 85 to 95. That's my belief. Mm -hmm. I'm just pulling that out of my bottom. This is idiots versus idiots. You're expecting, you know, accurate data and statistics. You go to the somewhere wrong place. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say between those that decade, if you went to university, it paid off for you. It absolutely did. Right? Okay. Well, but that again, you combine
1: with it was much cheaper back then, uh-huh. and course. then it was much more difficult to get into the school back yes. then. Okay. Way harder. And so everybody wasn't going. And then thirdly, you realize this whole pretend of bachelor's degrees open up doors for you is a good old boys club you realize that that's created by other peoples with bachelor's and master's degrees right it's not created in reality that person that puts on a job application that was really popular, like you said, 1985 all the way into the 2005, 2010, right, where, okay, if you don't have a bachelor's degree, you're automatically eliminated from a job. That was created by an entire generation of people that thought if you had a bachelor's degree, you were better, more intelligent, you were more well-rounded, right. you were more whatever, and it's it was a lie. It was promulgated by a good old boys club where you're either in the club and you have a degree – or you don't. And the reality of it, if you never agreed with that, then you then you if you've ever asked for a bachelor's degree that had nothing to do with the job, you're full of crap. Yeah. You see, my my brother-in-law yeah. has a marine fisheries degree, okay? He doesn't work in anything relevant to fish.
0: Okay.
1: So if you accepted his marine fisheries degree just to give him a uh, an interview, you're yeah. full of crap. That you think you need a bachelor's degree for the job. Yeah. And
0: so, what, and you're not incorrect in the sense that there was, and definitely I felt this when I went to school, it was more the chicks I was talking to. They taught, they thought that this made them into something. I was like, nah, you're still just a dumb chick from, you know, Edina, Minnesota, whose parents are paying too much money Why for her to go to chick. St. Thomas. Why What's you gotta that?
1: be a dumb chick? No, you're a <clears throat> dumb person. Not a dumb chick. Okay. But Okay,
0: well Bella knows who she is, and I know she watches this podcast. So (laughs) I I agree
1: with what you're saying. The 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 bachelor's degree in whatever random stuff, right? You know, does not does not make you you know and and I think look, there's also this thought process out there that college kind of took up the space between people being adults non-adults and, yeah. 18 year olds that aren't quite adults and then college kind of gives you that four or five six year gap between you're not quite adult. being an adult and yeah. learning
0: to be an adult but here's what i think and uh, you know I, I have a niece lovely young lady when she was in high school i was like you know you don't have to go to college and her grandfather's my uncle's like, yeah of course you a, you don't have to do that it's not a big deal You don't have to go to college to succeed. This is America. If you don't make money, you're a douchebag. Um, And she's like, no, no, no. People without college degrees, they flip burgers. That's what they do. And so in their high school, they're pushing the message you have to go to college. Now, the teacher has no benefit if this girl goes to college or not. It's a lie. It is a lie. lie.
1: Again, promulgated. It's a lie. There are millionaires after millionaires after millionaires after millionaires that, that, that have no college degree, uh, some of them that have no... The guy that started the largest for-profit college university didn't graduate high school. Good for him. Okay? The largest for-profit college that was ever created in history no longer exists, by the way, because for-profit colleges or whatever, but yeah. for-profit college did not graduate high school. He just saw that college was a business opportunity you see what i'm saying here so it's it's a lie now does again does it apply to being a doctor no of course whatever
0: and that's here's the thing i'm saying there are this is my belief 10 or 15 percent of our population that will greatly benefit from going to university the rest of our population will greatly benefit a large portion of them by getting some sort of Getting a cybersecurity certificate, getting like we'll link in the description to the, the Google uh, program. They will benefit from getting these certifications. And with Dos Equis happening, mm-hmm. I think we have revealed that if you're paying thirty thousand dollars a semester, there was a there was a point where you go, okay, you're going to do. Dude, that's not
1: even three thousand dollars. Baylor's twenty five grand a semester.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you're paying 25 grand a year to go to, or sorry, a semester, 50 grand a year to go to Baylor, and you're doing it over Zoom, what? because
1: again, they've been told that that's what they do. Learn how to learn. Make yes. your life about learning things that are interesting to you. Practice them, get better at them, and sell that service. But at the, again, we are just now hitting that environment where people will like your Elon Musk's, and they won't be the only cult- company ultimately that will accept that kind of learning and experience and yeah. that kind of stuff.
0: There was a larger company, I can't remember, but I will end this story off by saying the most interesting thing, be, which is I got into an argument with multi-billionaire Shark Tank star Mark Cuban on Twitter You love on to an drop account names. that is now... What's that? You, dro-
1: you love to drop names about people you fight with on Twitter yes. or whatever.
0: Who Go doesn't? ahead. Him and I got into it on Twitter, Mark Cuban and I, and this was, I mean, the self-esteem boost from this one Twitter interaction carried me for a, for a six years. Um, about this very subject, and I said, "How do you solve the student loan crisis? You tell kids to stop going to school, like you tell them get out there and start a business instead of." If you went out and racked up $100,000 in credit card debt trying to start a business and you're unsuccessful, you can just go down to the federal courthouse, get the forms yourself online from LegalZoom, not a sponsor, file bankruptcy. And in seven years, so if you start when you're 18 and you're going bankrupt by the time you're 21, before you're 30, you're done, right? Your credit's cleared. No one knows you filed bankruptcy. And you can, and your friends that graduated college that are just now getting their head above water, you'll have better experience than any of them. I'm just, that's just my opinion. That's the second or third time
1: Danny has mentioned bankruptcy. I am not an advocate of using bankruptcy to help you in any way, like Danny is. There is a way. I've never filed for bankruptcy. There is a way to do it and get to the other side without filing bankruptcy. Sure. So do that folks instead of listening to danny which is usually a general i good idea but i digress okay so
0: you know that 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 is if i understand correctly the result here is don't listen to danny even though i'm the genius in this relationship which one of us is in mensa not you (laughs) self-proclaimed genius i'm sure
1: yeah, that's that's about. I identify far as, as to a genius, and in 2021, identify, that's all that matters. You do identify as a Mensa card carrying, you know, genius. That is what can I say? It's 2021. I can't argue with it. I you literally can't. I literally cannot. So what else we got today?
0: I just have a question for you. Do you think this handy dandy platform we're on right now is going to get dethroned? Because I do.
1: Okay, first of all, we've already clarified during this particular podcast that you're not a fan of Zoom. I'm not. Not a fan. My I, and, Okay, the the story that he's bringing up, folks, is, is about a, um, a, a not new but new-ish yeah, um, it's, video it's, platform called uh, Hoppin. Is that right yeah, how you say it, it's, Hoppin?
0: It's for, yeah, it's for like – it's essentially birth to replace – not replace but to provide video for large events.
1: Yeah, they're they're calling it virtual venue, right? There you go. That's so the word it, it's mean. it they're marketing it as a virtual venue. Now I went and did my due diligence, unlike Danny ever does, but I went and did my due diligence and and what I got out of it is less zoom being dethroned because we know in any marketplace you can have different things that do different things better right we've already talked about that it's they're marketing this as they they see a future and i don't blame them where you have these conferences you used to have before Dosekis, these conferences all across america every month out of the year somewhere where thousands upon tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people would gather in a city and talk technology or they would talk real estate or they would talk whatever and you would go into these big huge ballrooms and there would be tables set up that would have different you know subjects going on different classrooms with different teachings going on all kinds of support marketing people with tables and free crap and whatever i think they're trying to get into that with hey Let's create a virtual conference room where you can essentially set that up. I can yeah. create a real estate conference and have 50 classes going at a time, which you could just pop in and listen to, interact with, and go into another one, and then another one, and then another one.
0: And I think Dos Equis, despite... I mean, I think we're going to see the end of it, but I think what it will birth is... It it trained consumers, it trained the average consumer to use Zoom and the video platform. Absolutely. To communicate. And so the value that you felt that you got from going to a live event, which happened, acquired StreamYard. And StreamYard, some of my favorite YouTubers use StreamYard, Michael Malice and the like, they acquired StreamYard. So they are growing and they're attempting to, I think eventually in the... You know, Danny doesn't do his due diligence. The literal title of the article that is in our show notes is The Next Zoom dot dot dot. So
1: it's not the next zoom i think it's a, it's a completely different product for a completely different group of people yeah, nobody is going seeing... to be using the price point a this company's so new that they haven't even they have a three tier pricing system that they haven't even yeah. figured out their first two tiers they've got the lowest tier is the only thing they figured out it's $99 a month and doesn't come with everything but but that's that's my point is with something like this you've got to figure out how to make it profitable with really cool technologies and that's where they're having a hard time there's a lot of these not just hop in there's a bunch of these trying to pop up out here that are trying to video conferencing type of technologies and make them better and more stable and then figuring out how to monetize them because of the cost especially upfront cost of servers and such like that how to do it and and get a decent product until you start making money
0: so, I know a friend of a friend who is in the events business. They do mm-hmm. corporate events, and you would think they got nailed and they're done, right? After Dosequis, but they mounted up, they reloaded, they figured out how to do. Companies still want to go to a provider like a niche venue, mm-hmm. you know, an events provider to go, okay. They don't want to sit there and think about how we're going to organize the technology. How do we make sure this all works? And, hey, we still have to have people talking. <laughs> and some of these, you know, events that I've seen take place, they actually rent a soundstage. They they test people on the way in. So the speakers are in a little more. So there is a perceived value. Versus somebody sitting in their, you know, mobile home on their property with a sign that says "Big Man" and behind them, right? And there's a perceived value from okay, this is an actual stage. Um, you know, I feel like I'm there. You can chat, and so I, I think that services like Hoppin and now with their acquisition of Streamyard, hey, we're a podcast that's done entirely online right, right. now. You know, well, and like, you know. well, look, they
1: they have to figure it out and figure it out. Look, you know as much as I do. You know, sometimes marketing and business is timing, right? Can they figure this out in time? I'll give you a great example. This is January. Normally, you're a technology guy, right? You, you know, normally in January, what's usually in Vegas in January? Yes, the largest technology based congregate you know, uh, congregative people in the country technology everything from televisions to right playstations and everything else gets revealed in january in las vegas every year they didn't have it you haven't heard about it because they didn't have it this year now if this if hoppin was at the stage they're in now last year maybe you had that using hoppin
0: yeah
1: does that make sense because they wanted it not yeah. not because Vegas Vegas still loft out, which I found yeah. out this week. I read an article that Vegas is the highest state with unemployment. I think they're at thirty four percent unemployment. Vegas
0: now to go buy a house to Vegas, in Vegas.
1: Right. Well, now Vegas obviously they rely one hundred percent on people coming in down. You know yeah. all that. But but in, the point is, is Vegas really needed this conference to happen? And guess what? Conferences to happen in the future. I don't know that they're coming back completely. Do I think they'll come back? Sure. I think they will. Do I think they'll come back to the extent that they did? Because I believe, just like you did, people resist change. Those conventions have existed for decades, 50, 60, 70 years, right? Those big conferences. And I think that technology has been there for a while to create these more online, more cost-effective conferences, but people have resisted,
0: right? And let me tell you this, man. The only big... Conferences like that I've been to are for like network marketing industry, direct sales industry. They're electric. It's freaking electric. Right? It's well, no, lovely dude. To go i've been to real that's estate conferences thing. owners
1: conferences right i've been to several owners conferences for the two different companies i own pieces of it and we have to have meetings and hey shut up it works okay you're I just know. jealous that's all it is it's okay but true. the point is it, you are right these types of conferences can be electric right there's a reason yeah. comic con and you know what i mean and people go pay all kinds of money to go to these things and but I think what you want though, and this will ultimately lend to make money, you think Comic Con, for example, still won't sell those in person tickets and then sell these online ticket sales, right? Yeah, for much cheaper 20, where yeah, you can watch bucks. all of this stuff happen. Because I'm not look, I like Comic Con. I read mm-hmm. about Comic Con every you know what I mean, all of it. My point though is is I'm not paying to go to Comic Con. I'm not going to Comic Con, right? Or whatever. But if I could pay a reasonably priced ticket to get a hop-in version of Comic-Con where I can just jump in and out of panels like I'm sitting in a seat and I can walk over here and listen to this person, you know what I mean, talk and this person talk or whatever, I would pay a price to do that from this office, right?
0: Every episode we do, I learn something new about you that makes me regret our business relationship. <laughs> and one of them is said.
1: Hey, I've taken to the po- the boys to the Greater Austin Comic Con the last several oh, years.
0: All right, oh, good for you. Um, this isn't, by the way, some small, insignificant company. Hoppin is valued now at twenty one bi- or two point one billion dollars. Okay,
1: we've talked about
0: valuation or what?
1: They don't have a product right now. Well,
0: okay, now and let me just circle back to if you're the, you know, entrepreneur, and you have a, a, a special sauce. You can go start and do a virtual event. Mm -hmm. So much you can go. And here's what I believe I see happen. I could see a situation where someone goes and grows an event. Because events are a business. You can make money from them. 100%. If you're a podcaster, if you're a whatever, whatever it is you are, you can go start an event. There's companies out there that will help. But what I think. Is, you know, like, listen, Tana Monjao, Mon, Mon, Mon Goose, whatever that chick's name is, the YouTuber, um, went in, like, because she got booted from VidCon. So she started her own competing conference, her own competing thing. Sure. It was a disaster. She didn't know what she was doing. And they brought in a company to help, and that company didn't know what they were doing. It was a huge, TanaCon was a huge disaster. Now, can go say, I'm doing an online virtual event, right? And it could be huge mm-hmm. because young children, young kids who are her fans, who, again, I'm scared for the future generation when a is people's idol, but, you know, parents, I blame the parents. <clears throat> she can go and start a virtual event with all of the same characters she had showing up to her event. The, the scale of would be so much easier right sure and one of the podcasts you have started listening to that I'm a huge fan of is your mom's house yeah Um. and their network started doing live events live because they love showing horrifying clips that I can't even watch like I have a strong tolerance for things
1: right But right. some
0: of the stuff they show is like I love the violence part of it where they're showing people getting hurt that's fun the rest of it I can't watch. So I've never watched yeah. one of their live events. But the point is, they have, they are also, they are, they charge 10 bucks.
1: Well, and by charging for them, you have now paid to be here. I can do pretty much anything I want, right? The, and, the and normal of the, terms of service does no longer applies, right?
0: And, and this is a funny story about them. A company went to them and said, Would you guys like to do a live? And they showed them. They said, Yeah, I know you think you could do it but let me show you the videos we're going to play. It got through their, it got through their general counsel. Everybody saw it. Everybody signed off on it. The CEO saw the video after it happened, ipso facto and said, yeah, you're coming off of our platform. (laughs) So, um, what I am saying to the, the smaller entrepreneur that does have a thousand, a hundred, two thousand person audience that would love to do a conference. Hey, Go do two, three, four years of online and then offer in person, right? Absolutely. The further away we get from dosequies, because listen, after um, that one thing happened in two thousand and one, it took us four or five. It took us two, three years to feel normal about being in large public spaces, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm still suspicious of suspicious people when I'm in these large spaces. I'm looking at everybody. Look, hey, look. This this
1: should be part of the game plan for anybody that creates content. That creates whether it's educational content, whether it's our kind of content, whatever it may be. And let me tell you something. You're gonna see Danny and I on a panel someday. You're gonna see Danny and I do a conference someday, both vir- An virtually conference. and in person one day, right? You're gonna look. This, this should be part of a business plan for. Again, I've wrote a book in the past. We did. I traveled around the. country country and did you know what i mean conferences it should be a part if you're putting out content of almost any nature conferences virtually or otherwise should be part of your business plan right it's because it is that way for you just a yet another way for you to market your content get close and guess what get up close and personal with your audience even if it's virtually right get to know your audience which you should be always getting to know trying to get them to like you i know dan they'll never like danny but you know what i mean we we, we try to get him on board but uh you know that kind of thing Go ahead, Danny. That,
0: that is a hateful and racist. <laughs> Why has it got to be racist? That because they it's don't 2021. Like you? I Just got the power Just because they don't now. like
1: you does not make them racist, Danny. I know, but it I'm makes the them normal.
0: That's okay. But the point is, it's 2021. I've got the power now. Okay, so I'm going to use the race card. I'm flicking that race card like that. Uh, that, that that guy from the uh, X Men movie. But I forget the character's what? name now.
1: Did you just attempt to make a comic book reference without knowing what the hell you were
0: talking about? Yeah. That is atrocious, my friend. Atrocious. Yeah. I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. But what I'm getting at is, hey, listen, I'll give you a free tip right now. Get people signed up for your online conference. Charge them 60 bucks. Put together a little gift box. Okay? Give them, like, if they showed up to the conference, they're going to get a badge. I collect all of the badges from every conference I've yep um give them a, a workbook something something physical yeah. you give them you pair that physical with the virtual yeah and i think you have a real product mixed in. i think people would be super interested in what
1: so our first virtual conference paid conference that we do we're gonna you're saying we're sending out goodie bags afterwards we're, we're mailing no. goodie Ooh. bags out to everybody is that what you just agreed to
0: no, not after, before. So while they're at the conference, like we're ah. going to send everybody a 6XL idiots versus idiots shirt. <laughs> so the majority of the conference just looks like a child. That you're required to get shirt.
1: into on camera, right? Like you can't get in. We're not admitting you into the conference without it. I we're like it. Seeing I like it. Yeah, now You just agreed so to do just, something, you know?
0: And the reason I bring this up is uh, my church did this where they said, hey, we're going to have, You know, they do in-person, socially distance, all that other stuff, Christmas services. They said, hey, we usually like you to invite your friends and family, but we know that that's not possible, you know, for Christmas 2020. Mm -hmm. They put together a virtual kit with um, a snack cake and a couple other just knickknacks and doodads or whatever. Nice. But it made you feel when I didn't take one because I was like, I'm not inviting anybody and I don't want to take whatever. But what I'm saying is it made, when I looked at the kid, I was like, now this is marketing genius that I, as an entrepreneur, will absolutely steal. And they, as a church, can't do nothing about.
1: That's right. Well, it's only happened with birthday parties for, you know, kids' well, birthday parties for, for a decade now. What I'm saying is
0: if you have an event starting on, you know, the 3rd, you want these boxes to get there on the second. No, sort of absolutely,
1: thing. I agree with you. It's it's a classy thing to do, and and again, usually those swag bags, as they call them, right, are also filled with marketing material from you, yes. right, with your logo and, and your whatever. So, and it, it, from
0: the companies that will be sponsoring our event. Look Absolutely, at me, I just Gary Vee'd something.
1: Just setting that expectation, right? I said it earlier with us being on panels, you know. So yeah, like we're just making it happen. That's all it is. So uh, I, I think that brings us to the conclusion of today's podcast. Right?
0: And this is Danny signing off for Idiots versus Idiots, reminding you that the best way to encrypt your data and keep it safe is to never send or receive any messages.
1: You are such an idiot. See you next time, folks.